Hi, thanks for tuning into the Bacon Wire podcast. On today's episode, we talk about the up and down week at MSU basketball, Mel Tucker continuing to work in the transfer portal, and just some general bullshittery because we're funny people. Stay tuned. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not shooting ill advised threes at the end of a shot clock, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Brett's back. Lucas is here. And guys, before we start talking about the games um, over the past week, um, I just I have an observation that I just wanted to throw out there, and I wanted to know if I was alone in this camp. Um, my dad was watching Godfather 2 today um, after the game, and for the first time that I've like watched it, I've probably seen it about 10 times in total. Um, it never really hit me until now how fucking ugly Fredo is like just absolutely beaten with the end of an ugly stick. I've never seen Godfather. What? Yeah. You have a movie podcast. I know. I know. My mom told me to watch it. I don't know if Cassie's watched it, but uh, yeah, I need, I know I need to get on it. All right, Brett, <laughs> you've seen Godfather. Am I, al- so I'm alone in this. No, I've seen Godfather. Can you imagine how could imagine how pissed you would be if your dad was Marlon Brando, your older brother was Al Pacino, and you come out looking like you wear gray sweatpants to a strip club on a Tuesday afternoon? Just his head is shaped like like the villain in Incredibles. (laughs) It's like it's like it got squeezed or something. Yeah, it's like his brain. It's like his brain like swelled like three times the size of his head. It's terrible. But the, for his looks, he got cast with the perfect role. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. No spoiler, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, he's kind of a piece of shit, but. All right. So let's talk about MSU basketball, shall we? Um, You know, today, we'll start with today, I suppose just because it's fresher in, all, in everyone's minds. Uh, or yesterday, I guess, since this is going up on Monday. Um, you know, I think, I think my biggest takeaway from this game is just uh, the boys got gassed out there. You know, I don't think there's any other way to, any other way to put it. And, you know, kind of the unfortunate part is you know, in they got to play again on Tuesday, so and Thursday and Thursday and Sundays. Sunday. So it's really, you know, it's in the words of in the words of Steve Sarkeesian, it's uh, all gas no breaks <laughs> from here on out. Um, you know, Lucas, wh- you know, what did you? What was your biggest takeaway from from today? Man, I watched the whole thing. Um, the shot, the shot selection was fucking putrid. And with what, maybe ten minutes left, they were still in the game. You know, they cut it to five, and then I think my memory got erased. I I don't remember what happened after that for sure. But um, yeah, the shot selection was just mind-blowingly bad. Like. It just looked like they were playing their first game of the year and taking all these really shitty three-point shots. And um, they just looked tired. That 
you that you get they guessed and I'm I'm a little nervous but I think if they get one more win I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I agree with Lucas. I think I think that's the magic number. I one uh, more. What are we 13 and 13 and 10 right now? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we discussed maybe a month or so ago. I mean, the magic number is probably 14 or 15. Like 15 you're in absolutely 14. Yeah. You might sweat a little bit, but I, I definitely because, I mean, if you're going to buy the first round of the Big Ten tourney, you're going to be in because they're, they're going to take in nine, ten teams. So, I mean, that, well, you'd be in the top ten. Well, and, and the rest of their games are quad one teams. So, I, I think they're, I think if they beat Indiana Tuesday, they're in. Yeah, and even looking at some of the teams, that, like I, the goofball Brendan Quinn in his emergency pod, um, he's off tweeting that uh, what he thinks Michigan State has to do. He's talking about how they have to win two games in Indy. Um, what? Uh, yeah, Couch Burner's like, yeah, did your barber tell you that? Um, but <laughs> besides that, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't see how you win two top five games within a span of 48 hours and you're going to miss out on a spot because of, like, Richmond or uh, – I, I don't even know the other teams on the bubble. Like, if Michigan State's on the bubble, they're not on the bubble. They're going to be in. Mm-hmm. So, one more. One more Tuesday. Get it on Tuesday. Just then you're gonna Tuesday. get it Tuesday, and then beat those clowns and down the street. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know I I don't think we're um, I you know as far as the outlook for the for the last three games, you know I think um, I I think Izzo finally figured out lineups that lineups that work together well. Um, I think we finally have a tight, consistent lineup that, um, or a tight, consistent rotation that, you know, kind of gels with each other and, and everybody kind of feeds off everybody's strengths. Now that doesn't, you know, take away some of the team's weaknesses, like, like a lack of offensive production. Like I think that's going to be there no matter who's in the game. But it, it just looks the, – the past three games have just looked like more competent basketball than we've seen in probably since Christmas Day against Wisconsin, if we're being honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something, that's something definitely to look forward to as, as we go back to the Breslin on, on Tuesday to, to play um, Archie Miller, who, who is essentially this, – this game is – this game is no doubt for his job. I don't see how this game can't be for can't be for Archie's job. And that bodes well for us. Yes. Based off of his track history on him and important games. <laughs> well, the perfect storm, uh, Lucas. The perfect storm is kind of kind of brewing for Trill's prophecy of of Brad Stevens coming home to coach Indiana because Archie's Archie might get shit canned. Brad Stevens is struggling in Boston right now. You know, the, the chips are kind of falling in a way to set that up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Should, should Archie, should Archie get the boot? I always thought Brad Stevens would be an Izzo replacement, but you know, seeing his tenure in Boston for the most part, be a disappointment. Yeah. I'm kind of, I still think he's going to, I think if he goes to Indiana, he's going to kick ass, but um. Yeah, Archie Miller. I I can't fucking stand that guy. 
Most most overrated coaching family ever. At least Sean isn't afraid to drop bags, you know? (laughs) Sean. They're the Van Gundys. They're the Van Gundys of college basketball. (laughs) They talk a lot. They're sweaty. They're gross. They don't win. They look weird. Both of them look weird. weird. Archie looks like. Archie looks like you threw a baby in an expanding ray and slapped a wig on it. Look <laughs> at a picture of him right now. It doesn't he just looks like a five foot eight baby? Like, <laughs> like with a toupee, like with yeah, like with a, a toupee, toupee on. <laughs> well, like we're going through the gauntlet of like the most annoying coaches in the Big Ten, like Brad Underwood, Chris Holtman, Fran McCaffrey before Archie Miller twice, and then uh, Mark Turgeon today. Right, they're, the Big Ten's full of coaches that are just obnoxious. But I do want to say one thing real quick about Brad Stevens. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Jawan Howard does in replacing him in Boston. It's going to be an interesting dynamic. Yeah, Mich- Michigan wins the COVID championship, and uh, Jawan just decides to get out of there and go Move to Boston. Move along. Move along. <laughs> then who do they hire to replace him? John V line. <laughs> no, that would it's never gonna happen, but oh my god. <laughs> After all the shit talking about they've done about him since he left, it's like, oh, I'm really glad to see Coach Beeline back. He he brought stability to this program. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a bigger walk back since the no, I meant you're playing like slugs. I said slugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's gonna go over well. Uh no, but you know, I think I think now is a good time to touch on touch on the two top five wins we had earlier in the week. You know, I think yeah, you know, I the Illinois game. I mean, it was just a it was a it was a systematic dismantling. I mean, anything anything Underwood threw at Izzo, we had an answer for. You know, it was a classic Izzo game where he didn't have he didn't have the exact right horses to match up with with Kofi Cockburn and, and Io DeSumbo, but uh, it, it's, they, uh, they kind of, they, they matched, they came ready to play. They knew what was on the line and they, they got it done. And, you know, that I, I think that was, that was really encouraging to see from the boys on, on, on Tuesday, you know, you guys can um, even more than the Ohio state game, I think, because I don't think anyone, Anyone, anyone thinks we beat Ohio State without the momentum from beating Illinois on Tuesday? No, without a doubt. Yeah, that carried them, I and that get, kind of gave them the confidence going into like the last ten minutes of that game when we're down nine. I don't think if you beat Illinois the way we did, I don't, I don't know if that team has the mental confidence to come back against OSU. No, no. Today they were just, like they're just they used everything in the tank to get those two big wins, and it's worth it. Like, yeah. If you would, I mean, if you would offered anybody that trade off three weeks ago, you would have accepted that easily. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Hey, Maryland's gonna smack you around a bit, but you beat Indiana, Ohio State, and Illinois within the span of like what ninety six hours, like. Yeah, yeah, in less than a hundred hours, you basically you beat two top five teams and get three quad one wins, and boost your net rating almost twenty spots. I mean, I don't think there's anyone anyone on earth who, who, who wears green and white would be like, no, thank you. You know, 
Well, that Illinois game, I was watching that, and I'm like, I had this feeling the whole time, like, they're not going to lose this game. They just look like they knew what they were doing. And that was a classic Izzo just being a master. And then the, the Ohio State game, I didn't get to watch, but I was keeping up on it on Twitter. And uh, that 9 nothing, I did watch it later, but, like, that 9 nothing run, yeah, it seemed like that was doom and gloom, and then they just, like, that was the difference from today is that they were just like, okay, we can do this. You know, we got it. Let's just do our thing. Let's just play our game. And it felt like today they weren't playing their game at all. Like they, they just seemed tired. And like I said, shit happens. Like people were panicking on Twitter and I'm going, yeah, they, yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to lose this game. And then they cut to five and then, then they got that killer dunk. And then the three pointer, it's like, yeah, this shit's over, but it's like, okay, there's still, there's still opportunities. It's not like, it's not like this is their one chance. They they still have opportunities to get in the tournament, and I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, and that's I the actually, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And then I actually have, if we want to talk about this, I have uh, a CBS Sports. They put out their bracketology today, and right now in that matchup, um, we're in the region with Ohio State is the one, Alabama is the two, and then we are the 11 seed facing Oklahoma, who's been struggling recently. Um, I mean that that region, it like it's not looking too bad at all. So, hey, like no. I know we we talked about this uh, earlier on Twitter, but I think Michigan State getting the eleven or twelve seed is much more beneficial than getting an eight nine. Like eight nine this year is a death sentence, especially if you get one of the the big three at the top. Like it, you're done. You're done. Like round of thirty two. Thanks for coming out. Hey. Uh... Mm-hmm. Lucas, just so you know, um, notorious not watcher Matt Sheehan has seen The Godfather, and and you haven't. Um, so you have you have some, uh, some you have some home. Yeah, you got some homework, my friend. Uh, so you know, looking forward, I guess to 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 Tuesday into next weekend against with our home and home at Michigan. I think, um, you know, Tuesday, I don't think, like we said earlier is a, is a, is a winnable, you know, it's not a, it's not going to be a cakewalk. Indiana's pissed off. Um, they have the same things on the line that we have. Um, you know, we're home but Indiana is going to be a little more well, well rested. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, Trice Jackson Davis is, is the real deal. And he was kind he kind of had a down game that Saturday against MSU, but I wouldn't expect that. He had 34 points though, didn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, just like, him, just get his. yeah, I mean, I think that's gotta be the strategy. And then you know when, yeah. when Jawan when Ju- when Jawan ro- rolls to town and and does his little dancey dance, <laughs> um, on Thursday you know, I'm honestly like watching Michigan dismantle Iowa the way they did on on Thursday. I I don't I don't see I don't see <laughs> I don't see the angle to beat them honestly. I mean they're they look like they're operating on a whole different level right now, basketball wise. I mean, they are, 
they are moving in a way that I have not seen a team move since fuck. I don't know. You know, even some of the best MSU teams haven't operated that like that, you know? So it's really, it's really something to watch. I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give them the national championship. I don't think it's too early. Yeah. No, no, it's not too early. Yep. Nope. I would like to congratulate Juwan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines on, on a national championship. Um, Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Great stuff, guys. Um, There's no way you can blow it. You, there's absolutely no way that, that you can not be a one seed in an easy region and make it all the way to the championship game and win. You will, you will run through everybody. You will be a buzzsaw in the NCAA tournament. No team is going to give you fits. No team is going to give you struggles. It's going to be easy sailing the whole way. And I would just like to congratulate you in advance. Um, Ann Arbor isn't going to host a parade, which I think is a shame, but at least you guys get to go to the White House. Um, That's (laughs) something a lot of teams haven't had the opportunity to do in the past. So, you know, um, it might smell a little bit like poopy diaper when you step into the Oval Office, but, um, you know. Gunpowder. Yeah, gunpowder. The burnt corpses of Syrian children, you know, things of that nature. But uh, congratulations, Jawan. Congratulations, gay incest porn that takes place in a forest, Hunter Dickinson. Uh, Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines on their 2020 basketball championship um good sports we're good sports here at the bacon wire podcast yeah so that we're just getting ahead of it right exactly um but like looking at their schedule so they have illinois on tuesday let's say that's a win that's we got to give them benefit of the doubt that's a win now they'd be up two games with two to go i think the best way for this to work out for msu to have a shot is to get your shit pushed in Thursday night, get your ass beat Thursday night, learn from it, see what they did. And you have an extra day of prep. Give it a go Sunday, but they'll have clinched the, they'll clinch the big 10. They'll be the one seed. They are locked for a one seed in the tournament. Even if they, yeah, they're locked for a one seed, regardless of what they lose. I think from here on out, they're just too damn good. So I think the best shot is to, is to beat them next Sunday. Do I, I hope it happens, but I, I have to see what I have to see what Thursday is because I think if they get blown out Thursday, I think they're going to make it a really good game on Sunday. Yeah, I think we just gotta, um, you know, we just gotta see. You know, I, I, I think that's, I think that's the strategy, Lucas. Honestly, that you know, I think you laid it out. Um, just, I think you laid it out just right. Where? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I was going to say, I think it's beneficial for us if Michigan carries out and wins on Tuesday. That means they clinch the Big Ten. Um, I think it makes it a little bit more likely we can steal one. If, I mean, if Michigan's in a do-or-die Thursday, then potentially even Sunday. Like, Well, I mean, if they win Thursday, they'd be in. But um, yeah. it just makes both games a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I think, I think that's the only way, honestly, to catch Michigan is to – is to have them with their, you know, is to have them lower their gloves a bit. Um, 
because you kind of saw that earlier in the season, you know, against teams like Oakland where they kind of weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't firing on all cylinders and, you know, Michigan's going to, Michigan's going to give us their best punches because they're Michigan. Um, Jawan, I think has a good understanding of the, of the rivalry and he'll have a great understanding of, of the Lakers rivalry when he co- when he's coaching in Boston next season, he just has a great understanding of rivalries. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. it's, it'll be good. They've, Phil Martelli's done a great job with Michigan this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, going to come back to bite me. <laughs> Phil Martelli. Is that the apple juice guy? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really impressed with Michigan. And I don't, you know, you have people saying, oh, you're not a true Spartan fan. If you say, yeah, yeah, you can acknowledge when a, I like when Michigan's good. I like it a lot. And I like when Michigan State's really good because it, it means more when you go in there and beat a top 10 opponent. It means more when you're good and go in there and beat them. Like it has been the last couple of years. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they can beat Gonzaga. The Michigan fans saying that Gonzaga's played like the weakest schedule. Yeah, they have played a weaker schedule because they're in a weaker conference. But, I mean, do you really want to piss them off? I don't think you do. I think I, I think the weaker conference – I think Gonzaga only gets shit for being in a weaker conference because it's a mid-major. Like, honestly, I don't think the Pac-12 is any better this season than the WCC. Like, top to bottom. Yeah. The only difference between the Pac-12 and the WCC is that there are recognizable teams. You know, there are recognizable schools in the Pac-12. But Pac-12 basketball, a lot of the times, is borderline unwatchable. Mm-hmm. It is a remarkably worse product than a lot of Gonzaga games in the, in the West Coast Conference, even from the teams Gonzaga is playing. So I... I find the I find the Gonzaga's played a weak schedule thing a little preposterous. It's it's stupid to, to to say that alone is the reason that you'd beat them. And I've seen that from some from some Michigan fans on Twitter. It's that, that's an amazing argument. Yeah, it, even looking at like their early conference slate, I mean early out of conference slate, I mean they they played neutral sites against Kansas, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, um, who am I leaving out here? They, they, beat they, beat Iowa. Auburn, they, they smashed Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, they have six really, really, really good out of conference. It's, I mean, the WCC, like, like, uh, SD said, like, just because the names aren't recognizable doesn't mean these teams aren't good. Like, it's all relative based on who you're going against and how the, the conference looks year to year. I mean, these teams that are in the WCC, they, they make sweet 16s all the time, just right. as likely to do as any other conference, but. I mean, we just it, – it's certain fan base that doesn't seem to like Gonzaga for whatever reason, led by a certain meatball. Um, they just – they just they're ignorant about it. Like, it's just pure ignorance. Right. It, you don't – you can't claim to understand basketball while also claim that Gonzaga – and also claim that Gonzaga isn't the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's, – it's not true. It's, it's shockingly false. I'll say that it is shockingly false. You know, it, it, I can't even begin 
to describe the ways in which you are incorrect. I feel like the, the moderator at the Billy Madison debate, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not once in your coherent rant, in your incoherent ramblings, did you even put together some a semblance of a rational thought? You know? <laughs> Michigan Twitter, you receive zero points and may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, but congratulations on the natty though. That was, re- it's really cool. Uh, congratulations yeah. in advance. There's no way this can backfire on me. Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to help print shirts. Uh, yep. Well, week. yep. We'll, uh, we'll talk to our guys at nudge printing. They'll, yep. they'll help you guys out with demand. Um, Lord knows you guys are going to need it. Um, you know, um, we'll get, we'll get big and tall sizes for, for, uh, for the more devoted fans of fans of Michigan. Watch this actually really happen. They won a national championship. <laughs> you know what? Then it, I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. They're a buzzsaw this year. They're a good team. You know, if, if they were the same record as us and then, you know, happened to play what a 12 seed, an eight seed, a 15 seed, a 25 seed, and like an 11 seed to get to the national championship game and win it then yeah, I might go, okay, you didn't deserve it. This is different. It's just like, I'm kind of reserved to the fact that my, in my head, I have it already. Like be prepared for the very real possibility that Michigan's going to win a championship. Yeah. It's, you know, I, that's all I'm saying. I've taken my copium. I'm taking my, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're huffing, we're huffing on that sweet black tar copium right now, folks. <laughs> Uh, that's that's kind of where we're at as far as basketball goes. One one more, two more in, regardless of how, beat Indiana and try to win uh, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday Big Ten champ, Big Ten uh, tourney game. But I don't think I don't think they're going to slip to Wednesday. I mean, I could be wrong. But I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I'm, we'll see what happens. You know, as far we'll see how the rest of the conference shakes out. But yeah, I think. Yeah. You're right. Because I think this week has secured a buy, mm-hmm. um, at least a at least a Tuesday buy for yeah. for Michigan. So that's for Michigan State. So that's good. Um, so you know now now you know there's there football. It's a little quiet on the football front. Um, un, unfortunately, um, we did get a couple transfers. Uh, you know today, or you know over the weekend. Um, Loving it. I'm pulling them up right now, but um, you know what song? While you're pulling that up, Lucas, uh, you know what song has been stuck in my head for like forever, for like the past week, ever since I first heard it on TikTok. What? Right, you're gonna love this. It's a um. Let me make sure I'm sharing. I want to make sure I'm sharing the audio. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, share sound. Okay, there we go. Um, oh yeah. This this song is unbelievable. I've heard this. I love this shit, man. 
we got a number one victory royale Yeah, Fortnite, we bout to get down Get down! Ten kills on the board right now Just wiped out Tomato Town My friend just got downed I revived him, now we're heading southbound Now we're in the Pleasant Park streets Look at the map, go to the marked sheet Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today You can take me Lucy Meyer But not Loot Lake I really love to Chug Chug with you Is that written by um, a certain teenage member of Michigan Twitter? It is not. <laughs> it could be. It is by Leviathan. It is two years old. And I oh. love it. I love it more than any song I've heard so far this year. Uh, the, the two recruits that I have pulled up, uh, Saturday they got uh, Kari Crump, cornerback from Arizona. Right. He, he is from Ferndale, Pontiac area. So it's uh, like uh, a certain varsity legend says he's coming home. You know, it's uh, it's a great get. And uh, cert- a certain fan base can say zero stars and all that bullshit. But uh, he was a three-star prospect out of the 2020 class. Um, he, he entered the transfer portal after just two games last season. Um, it was a shit show for Arizona. You know, Kevin Sumlin got fired. They've they haven't been the same since Rich Rodriguez left. You know, we we hope uh, hope they can figure it out. Um, Bear down. And oh, disable ad blocker. This is a great prep I have. Um, and then the other cornerback they have is um, Mark Marquis Lowry Jr. Yeah, um, beautiful he, looking human. He comes from Louisville. Um, he was redshirted and then entered the portal. Um, yeah, he, uh, I think someone, um, on the timeline compared him to the hot felon, uh, from like five years ago, you know, <laughs> where the guy's mug shot and everyone was like, holy shit, he's hot. Uh, that, that very much reminds me of that very much, you know, that that's very much the vibe I get from this, from this commitment graphic. My wife is packing since she saw the picture. So I need to. Yeah, close right. out the browser. All right. What about the dishwasher? Is the dishwasher also leaving or no? That's fucking staying. That's my bitch. Okay, good. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. That's like 12 transfers he's gotten from the portal. Which is good, you know, like like we've said it before. We said it all all during the offseason last year. Like the cupboard. You know, the, the only cupboard that's more bare than MSU on than MSU's talent is shelves of is toilet is the toilet paper section of of Target in mid March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where the depth was at for a lot of positions. So you know, Tucker being able to utilize the portal in such a way to address these needs, I think, is awesome. And I'm very excited to to see what comes in the future. I mean, we'd be blown away if Antonio got one person from the transfer portal, let alone twelve. Right. Uh, we would be like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? You're supposed to be going to like Detroit recruiting kids. Why are you pulling people from Florida and Auburn, all these in Arizona?" Tucker's running it like a business, and I think that's 
that's pretty great. Yeah, like I think the like obviously like regional pipelines are always going to exist in college football, right? But mm-hmm. I think the power conferences, um, the other four power five conferences have realized that in order to compete with the SEC, you need to start recruiting on a, on a more national level. You know, you can't – if you're a Big Ten school, if you're just recruiting Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you know, you're – you'll be good in the big 10, but the second you come up against an sec team, you're going to get waxed. And, you know, I think Ohio state was probably one of the earliest to realize that once they brought in urban Meyer. And I think the rest of the conference now is catching up to is catching at least the, at least the, the schools that want to catch up to Ohio state in the conference. I don't think every school in the big 10 wants to catch up to Ohio state. Honestly, some schools don't need to. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, you know, Minnesota was never going to, Minnesota is never, was n- never going to compete for a college football playoff spot. Um, so what do we think of the script helmet? Love them. I've made, I've made, I made my feeling known. I think there are things that, that work specifically for one sport. You know what I mean? Like, I think if I saw gruff on a pair of basketball shorts, it would look like shit. You know, I think gruff is a, is a football, is a football logo. And I think the script state is a, is a basketball logo. Closet rich. Yeah. Closet rich Brett over here is showing us a replica. Is that game used? No. Okay. Showing us a replica uh, gruff helmet. Oh, see, I thought it was going to be jerseys and helmets. Like I was waiting for when they showed Dowell in the Breslin. I'm like, okay, when is it going to do a flash transition to have like the script state on the jersey? But I think the helmets are cool. It's 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 always good to change up things because recruits like that shit. But I thought it'd be more honestly. I thought there would be more than just the helmet. Well, um, you know, I think. I think our friend uh, Justin Thind has, has talked about this before. Um, Michigan State, um, they're at the point in a timeline now where they're starting, they're going to hit, they're going to hit reset on the branding. So they're, you know, we already saw it with basketball um, this, this season with the new, with the new home and away jerseys and the new, and the new black alternates that are, that are cursed. Um I think after today, I think we can officially call them cursed. So I think, I think this season we're gonna get, um, we're gonna get a rebrand of, of Michigan of of the football of the football uniforms and the, and the way football and the way the football team at least looks, which which will be cool. I would like to see them fully commit to the Duffy era, and do the full Kelly Green throwbacks at some point next year. I would really like to see. I would really like to see those come back, um, you know, with the black S and the and the Kelly Green with the with the white stripes on the sleeves. I think that'll be dope. Um, I just don't want to see silver jerseys ever again. Yeah, no, no silver jerseys, no camos, Ugh. and 
If you get rid of the neons, Melvin, I will never, ever forgive you. Are you Mel, are you listening to me? I know you listen to the show, Mel. Listen What's to me. What's our record in the neons? It doesn't matter. The swag, we're undefeated in swag when we wear the neons. <laughs> uh, uh, the neons left a bad taste in my mouth after the Illinois game in 2019. Didn't we beat Wisconsin in the neons? I'm pretty sure, or uh, not Wisconsin, uh, Northwestern. I'm pretty sure. Maybe? Sure, we did. Just say we did. I'm going to look it up. Western MSU 2020. Images. We did. We were wearing the neons. Okay. Retire them. Yep. Winning record. Just tweak them. Just tweak them a bit. Like shrink this, shrink the state on the jersey. Yeah. That's all. That's all. It looks like it was a bad copy paste. <laughs> like be a little more original with them. That, that's all I want. Like I like the basketball neons, the black and neon. I like those. Oh, basketball should bring back the neon neons. Oh, the the highlighter greens. Yes. Yeah, the ones that were <laughs> from uh, the, the Maryland. Was the Maryland game in, yep. uh, where Costello like jump hugged Dizzo? That snapped like a three game losing streak and kind of set that that game set them back on the path until we will not discuss what happened, but um, it set them on the right path for like a month and a half. Fucking giddy pots. Oh, so I think that's what Izzo needs to do for Tuesdays: break out the highlighter uniforms, and then we're gonna be good until we get the, to the tournament. Fuck, fucking giddy pots. Uh, he plays. He plays uh, Division Two basketball in Italy now. Probably ruining some of my relatives' dreams of seeing their team win a championship. Yeah, straight well, up. Well, it, it pissed me off that they put everything into that game and then got completely smoked by Syracuse Sunday <laughs> or Saturday, whatever the fuck day it was. Like no. They didn't give a fuck about that game. That's what made me so annoyed. It's like, make the Sweet 16. Try a run. Like Florida Gulf Coast. Like, if you're going to be a top seed, go for the Sweet 16. Don't just sit there and dump your pants all over the court the next game. It's not worth it. Ooh. Yeah, it's um, – so, you know – Football's looking up. Basketball, we'll see. Um, before we get out of here, you guys want to talk WandaVision? Sure. sure I'm uh, a couple episodes behind, but if you guys want to go for it. Oh, well, no, we don't have to if you're behind. We don't no, want we to. can wait. Yeah, we can wait. We'll, we'll just do a full series recap next week. Um, I did start watching Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah? Amazing. I never got into Handmaid's Tale, honestly. Really? Yeah. I don't like how they treat men in that show. I'm just fucking, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Henson. Okay, yeah. Call me, uh, call me Greg Henson. Uh, I will not, I will never do that. Thank you, Brett. I know you wouldn't. That's why I, that's why I said it. Tom, Tom and Jerry, not a good movie. Bad. Yeah, I, I DNF'd it. I got, I got 20 minutes in. Really bad. Really bad. I loved that's the thing that pissed me off. I loved Tom and Cher growing up. Yeah. I loved it. They're, they're entertaining. Car, car, I remember when I, would, when I would stay home sick from school, 
from 9.30 till noon on Cartoon Network, all they would show were like Tom and Jerry and old Looney Tunes. Those were the best. The new Looney Tunes on HBO Max, good. Legitimately good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed them. This Tom and Jerry movie, god-awful. Terrible. Like, when the pigeons are rapping to A Tribe Called Quest in the first three minutes of the movie, I was just like, what? Yeah. What no. this? It was trying way too hard to be something it shouldn't have been. No, yeah. It, sh- it just, like, Tom and Jerry is funny because it's a cat and a mouse beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like, that's all. You need a cat, you need a mouse, and you need them to beat the shit out of each other. That's all you need to make a successful Tom and Jerry anything. They well, And I think they got a little lost in the sauce yeah. when it comes to trying to build a story. It's like, I don't, like, I get it. Like, it's an hour and a half. I don't need a story. I need Tom to set up elaborate traps, and I need Jerry to outsmart him. That's all I need out of Tom and Jerry. Thomas D. Cat and Jerome R. Mouse. Exactly. That's all I need. I need Tom rolling Jerry up in a cigarette and smoking him. That's all I need. Jerry Pack, right? Yeah, Jerry Pack going up. R.I.P. Bozo. Oh, and while we're, I know we're about to wrap or be done, but uh, Daniel Kaluuya just won for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Fuck yeah. Golden Globe. Fuck yeah. Well deserved. Best yep. performance I've seen in the last few years, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he should win everything. Best performance I've seen since Jim Carrey in Sonic and the Hedgehog. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, whatever. Um, you know, I uh, are you guys? Are you guys Beatles heads? You guys Beatles Beatle maniacs? All right, then we don't have to talk about the movie I watched yesterday because it's just you guys won't care. Um. <laughs> The Criterion Collection had a half-off sale, so I picked up a few movies, and one of them was uh, "I Want to Hold Your Hand." It's a, uh, it's Robert Zemeckis's first film, oh. and it's about a group of teenagers who try to get into the Ed Sullivan Show to see the Beatles. Uh, you know that famous Ed Sullivan performance? It was their first performance in America, and it's like this zany screwball comedy that, that I really enjoyed. And you can really see uh, some of the seeds for future things like, like Forrest Gump, like Back to the Future in, in this movie. And it's really good. It flopped when it came out, but it's really good. And part of the reason why it's so hard to find is like, there's no, like, there's no score. It's like all Beatles songs. <laughs> so uh, like they, uh, they made it came out in '78, so it was like three years before Lennon died, and Yoko kind of took control of, of you know, of Beatles rights. No, oh. so they got it in just under the wire. But no one, no one like, they don't like, they don't keep the movie in print. It doesn't stream anywhere. Like basically, the only way you can see it is if you buy this Criterion Collection DVD, Blu-ray mm-hmm. of, of this movie. But it's cool. Um, you know, I think if you're a Beatles fan, it's worth seeking out. The first time I saw it, um, there were Russian subtitles and constant advertisements for betting websites that ended in dot um, CRU. So, another good look at crew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another good look at crew. Dead shark. Don't touch. 
Um, all right. So that's the show this week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after a Michigan State victory against Jawan. Uh, for Lucas and Brett, fellas, go green. Go white. Go white. All right. We are out. We got a number one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite, we bout to get down. Get down. Ten kills on the board right now. Just wiped out Tomato Town. My friend just gone down. I revived him. Now we're heading southbound. Now we're in the Pleasant Park streets. Look at the map. Go to the mark sheet. Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today. You can check me Wasty Meyer, but not Loot Lake. I really love to chug chug with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. He said, Hey, Broski, you got some heals in a shield pot? I need healing, and I am only at 1 HP. Hey, dude, sorry, I found nothing on this safari. I checked the upstairs of that house, but not the underneath yet. There's a chest that's just down there The storm is coming fast and you need heals to prepare I've got V-Bucks that I'll spend More than you can contend I'm a cool pro Fortnite gamer Cool pro Fortnite Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today You can take me to Wasty Meyer But not Loot Lake I really love to Chug Chug with you we can be pro Fortnite gamers. La 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 But not Luke Lake, 